In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, we are instructed to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. On today's episode, we're going to deal with the topic of righteousness. We're going to deal with the topic of the paths of righteousness and how all this is connected to purpose and destiny. Make sure you stay tuned as we reveal how to discover your path of righteousness. You were listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. He is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and founder of Good Treasure Ministries. He is the author of the books, Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series, The Adventures of Rai Rai. For more information, visit the website at dariusgood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. And now, here's your Bible teacher, Darius Good. Welcome to the Good Treasure Podcast Show. Thank you for joining us on today. My name is Darius Good. Visit my website today at dariusgood.com. We have information there regarding the podcast shows. We have the Good Treasure Podcast Show, and we also have... Uh, the Divorce Christian Podcast Show. You can find information regarding our podcast show right there at DariusGood.com. You can also find information regarding my books. We have a children's book series. One is called The Adventures of Rai Rai. It's based on my youngest daughter, Riley. We have four books available on uh, Amazon.com as well as BarnesandNobles.com. We also have a comic book that I put together entitled David Man of War. And I also have two spiritual books that are available. The first is Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Solomon's Seven Pillars of Wisdom. And then the second title is Fear of the Lord. And it deals with the concept of the fear of the Lord. Make sure you visit my website today. Once again, that's DariusGood.com. Visit the church's website at bgc.family. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast show if you're listening by podcast. But those of you listening by radio, thank you for joining us and tuning in on today. Today's episode is episode seven, and it's entitled Seek Ye First His Righteousness. In Psalms 23, a very popular passage in the scripture, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. The scripture refers to the path as being the paths of righteousness. Now, to lay down some foundation for today's teaching, it's important that we understand the concept of righteousness. Righteousness is not determined by man. In Isaiah 64, verse 6, it explains the concept of righteousness. It says, we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. I won't go into depth of what the filthy rag is, but it's explaining that the concept of righteousness is not what we determine righteousness to be. So we can draw a conclusion and say, if I'm uh, taking care of those in need and we like to select certain demographics, maybe those that are homeless, um, those that are battered, uh, maybe battered women. 
And we select these demographic of people to service. And then I say, well, I am a good person because of the things that I'm doing. Well, what the Lord is explaining in the scriptures is that you do not determine righteousness in God's eyes or in his nostrils. The righteousness determined by man is a filthy rag in his nostrils. It's a stench. It's a it's an awful smell. So man doesn't determine what righteousness is. I pay my tithe. I go to church. I, I have this standard of living. I don't curse. Um, I don't drink. I'm not given to drinking. I'm not given to gambling. And we set our standard of what righteousness looks like. I feel that I'm a good person. That statement means you have determined uh, in your heart or in your mind what righteousness is. But that's not determined by man. It's determined by God. So when the scripture says that there is none righteous, no, not one, I think a lot of preachers and teachers teach this in error. It's not saying that there's none in the earth that are righteous. It's saying that man, men and women can't determine for themselves what righteousness is. Yes, there are righteous in the earth. Otherwise, none would die and go to heaven. So man has to align themselves with the righteousness established by God. Step one for obtaining righteousness is we must receive Jesus as our Lord. That's step number one. Now, sadly enough, many teachings start and stop there. Yes, we are made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. That blood, unlike the blood of animals, the blood of animals would cover our sins, but the blood of Jesus Christ blots our sins out. And so God sees our sins no more through the blood of Jesus Christ. So the first step to righteousness is not being a good person, is not keeping your word, is not all these standards set by man of what we believe righteousness to be. The first step to righteousness is receiving Jesus, the son of God, as our Lord. And that's according to Romans. It talks about we must confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is Lord. We are no longer Lord over our lives, but we are relinquishing the authority over our lives, the determination of what tomorrow shall bring, where I'm headed on my path and journey of life. All that's been given to Jesus. He is now the shepherd of my life and I follow where he leads. So that's step one to righteousness. There's more to this concept, but we won't deal with that on today. Let's deal with the journey of righteousness. The, the path of righteousness is revealed in Jesus Christ. So you can't receive Jesus and say, well, now I'm righteous. Well, technically you are, but now there's a step two. The journey, the path requires steps, right? In order for me to walk a path, there's multiple steps that are required. Remember, Paul said, I ran my race. You can't run a race with one step. So receiving Jesus is step one. Now, there's multiple or many steps that are required to get to our destination. Remember, Psalms 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. 
Psalms 37, the steps of a good man, that word good man, gever. If you look that word up in the Hebrew, it is defined as a strong man, a warrior, emphasizing strength or ability to fight. So this is a concept of warfare. We talked about his steps being ordered. The word ordered means to be established. So this whole concept of the steps of a good man being ordered by God is, is one of a military style of life. A soldier does not get to determine what they do, what they eat, how they dress, when they wake up, when they go to sleep, or what their duties or assignments will be for the day. So we quote this scripture really out of context. When you have bowed your knee to Jesus Christ and you made him Lord over your life, I gave him full control over every decision. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse one. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's really a military concept. I've given myself to the military. Whatever they decide is okay with me. If they send me to the front line to fight, I'm going to fight with all my strength, with all my might, with all my energy. If that war costs me my life, then so be it. If they send me to do another assignment, I'll embrace the assignment because I understand the team effort. We're working together as, as one force, uh, whether it's the military or army or if it's the Air Force. We're all walking, working together as a team, and I'm taking my orders and I am uh, 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 accomplishing the goal as a good soldier. This is that concept. So how do we know what steps we are to take? After salvation, those steps are determined by Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. We have Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Let's go to verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's go back to the word therein. Therein is referring to the gospel. Within the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. In the Old Testament or Old Covenant, righteousness was revealed by the law. So man had a system to live by, a standard, laws that they must keep. It was a total of 613 mitzvah, 613 laws given to them at Mount Sinai through Moses. So they had the Mosaic law that showed man what righteousness looked like. Now, we like to teach in the Christian faith that there was none righteous, that no one was able to obtain righteousness through the law. But that's not true. Uh, the, the scripture says that Joseph was a just man. That means he was righteous. So he lived a life according to the standard established by God. In the book of Romans, Paul mentions that it was the elect this is talking about Old Testament saints. The elect were those that figured it out, that it was not about living according to the law, 
but it was about living a lifestyle of faith, a lifestyle of trusting God. When God spoke to them, gave them a word, they had to believe what he said and trust him. They had to, in order to obtain the promises that God made to them. It says to Abraham, leave your, your people, leave your land. I will bless you. I will curse those that curse you. Well, God, uh, Abraham believed God because he packed his stuff and left. Joseph believed God when he received a warning to take the baby Jesus into Egypt. This is a concept of faith. I'm believing what God is saying to me. I believe what's being revealed to me. This is faith. And this is the steps of a righteous man. I'm hearing the Lord and I'm making this decision. I'm doing this action because God has revealed this to me. So this is what goes beyond the concept of living according to the law. Many tried to live according to the law, but they weren't righteous because they were not following the steps. What are the steps? What God reveals to us. Now, let me say this, too, about the concept of the gospel in the book of Romans. It says the righteousness is revealed. Therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Therein what? Therein the gospel. This word gospel is not a Christian concept. It's a concept that's very familiar with Roman citizens. Almost 70 years before the birth of Jesus, they began using this term, the gospel. It's a Roman term that was used by Caesar as he would uh, release uh, news and information to the Roman Empire. And so that word or that message that was released to the citizens was a message of good information, good news from Caesar. They used this concept of the gospel of Christ to preach this message of the good news to sinners that we are now saved through the name of Jesus Christ. So I don't want us to tie the concept of gospel strictly to the life of Jesus, his life or his birth, his life, his death and resurrection. All of that is requirement to be saved. You must believe that he lived, died and was resurrected. That's what it explains in Romans chapter 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that's lordship, and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that deals with his death and his resurrection, thou shalt be saved. That's the concept of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But God has been preaching the gospel since day one. So even though I explain it's a Roman term, the scripture says that the gospel was preached to Abraham. That was not the gospel of the life and death of Jesus Christ. But it was the good news that God had a plan. In Galatians chapter three, verse eight, the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham. And what was the gospel message? In you or in thee shall all the nations be blessed. That's the revelation of the gospel. What is the good news? I don't know what the good news is. You don't know what the good news is. But the good news or the gospel is revealed 
through Christ. It starts with his life, death, resurrection. We're saved. Now, step two. What is the gospel now for step two? Is whatever Jesus reveals as the next step for your life. This is the lordship, the concept of lordship that so many do not come under. We treat the lordship of Jesus Christ as if it's good advice. It is not advice when you bowed your knee. When I've surrendered myself to the Lord is not advice. When he tells me what to do, these are now commands as a soldier. The steps of a righteous man, the steps of a good man, the steps of a soldier, a strongman are ordered by the Lord. This is the concept of the path of righteousness. Let's take today's lesson and and apply it to the scriptures. There's a story here that outlines for us this path of righteousness are steps being ordered by the great shepherd or by Jesus Christ. So in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus is approached by the rich young ruler. Matthew 19, verse 16, it says, one came and said unto him, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He said unto him, why call thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, which ones? In essence, which commandments? Jesus said, thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy mother and thy father. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus gave him the Ten Commandments. This young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? The question the young man is asking Jesus is not what must I do to obtain eternal life. He's asking what areas am I missing in my walk with God? There has to be some deficiencies. Can you highlight the areas or things that I am not doing. The concept of righteousness is not simply what I am supposed to do. It includes things that I'm not supposed to be doing. If you go back to the very beginning, the first covenant made with man, God says to Adam, there are four things I'm requiring of you. Keep the garden, protect the garden or work the garden, the third thing dealt with his diet. You can eat anything that you want in this garden. The fourth commandment was there is one thing you cannot do. Do not eat from the tree of good and evil. So righteousness deals with both sides of the coins. What can I do and what can't I do? So as this young man is talking to Jesus, he's saying these are the things that I've done um, I've maintained a particular lifestyle according to the law of Moses. This is the standard of righteousness presented to us by God. But he still felt there was a lack. What am I missing? Jesus talked about all the things he was to do. He says, I've been doing those things, but there's something missing. Show me what I'm not doing. So then Jesus takes a look at this young man. 
And he says to him at verse 21, Jesus said, if you will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. The young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had many great possessions. Many have taken this passage to state that we are not to have uh, wealth, we're not to have money, that God require us to sell all that we have. But this is not the message Jesus was sending this young man. We often miss the fact that Jesus said, come and follow me. That is not something Jesus said to every person he encountered. Go through the scriptures, even the, the demon act, when he cast the demon out of that man, legion for we are many. That man said, Jesus, let me follow you. And Jesus said that it was his will for him to remain there. Stay here in the city. This is the concept of righteousness. Lord, what do I do next? What's the next step? Order my path. So with this young man, righteousness, the, the second step of righteousness, because the first step he was doing, I'm not committing adultery, not committing murder. You know, he we went through the list of the Ten Commandments. He's observing the commandments of God. So step number two has to be directed by the shepherd. In him we move, in him we live, in him we have our being, my purpose, my being to be. All of this is revealed in Christ. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing unless the gospel reveals it to me. What is the good news? The good news for this young man was to come and follow Christ, be a disciple. Why was that difficult for this young man? We like to point to the, the large amounts of possession, but that really wasn't simply the answer because the requirement was to sell all that you have and give to the poor. So it wasn't just a requirement to just simply sell all that you have. He's now to distribute and number three, three steps, come and follow me. You don't get to go back to the lifestyle that you had. So if you're working uh, in politics, if you're working as a judge or an attorney, you're in law enforcement, you're in education, you're a professor at a university, and we can just uh, apply any profession, you do not get to go back to your career. This is critical because the young man was a rich, young ruler. Emphasis not on the rich, emphasis on the ruler. You're not going to be in charge anymore. From now on, you shall be a disciple. You're going to follow after me. Where I go tonight, that's where you'll be. If we don't stay in a hotel, you're going to stay with me on the road. If we're on the road walking for five days to get to the next town, that's what tomorrow looks like. Following after the shepherd. And I guarantee you, the young man weighed all this out in his mind. Not just losing of, of possessions and wealth. I'm losing my rank and position in the community. I will no longer have the, the title that I carry, the perks that comes with my position. Maybe some of the people and how they handle me, they handle me this way because of my job. All of that is gone because I made a decision 
to follow Christ. This is what righteousness looks like. And this is why so many Christians, even though they receive Jesus as their Lord, as their Savior, he's still not the Lord of their life. When he tells us to leave our jobs, did you leave or do we make excuses? Do we say, well, how am I supposed to pay my bills? Well, he's the shepherd. He's the Jehovah Jireh. We pray all these prayers on Sunday and we lift our hands in worship. But when it really comes down to, to, to the Lord saying, this is the step. The steps of a righteous man, the steps of a good man are ordered. Take this order. Follow it. When that moment comes, we say, I can't do it. This is what righteousness looks like. In Matthew chapter 6, he makes the statement, seek ye first the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Understand government, understand laws, understand the king, which is Jesus, and understand his kingdom. But the second requirement is to seek after righteousness. We don't have to worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, what we're going to drink, where we're going to stay, our housing um, our employment, these things we don't have to be concerned about if we put first things first, which is what? Kingdom and righteousness. Righteousness is revealed in the gospel. It's revealed in Christ. So the more I, I get to know him, the more I spend time in prayer and communing with Christ, communing with the father, then he begins to reveal to us my steps. Don't do this, do this. And through obedience comes the answers that we're searching for. Thank you for joining us on today. Join us again next week. You have been listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. This was a Good Treasure Ministries production. Darius is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and author of the books, Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series, The Adventures of Rai Rai. To learn more about these books or to listen to other episodes of our podcast show, visit our website today at DariusGood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. We pray that today's episode has brought revelation and enlightenment. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast show. And until next time, may God open unto you his good treasure. Be blessed.